Hello everyone, it's Jen here, the host of the Jenny Page Pod, and as you can probably tell, it has been a long time since I have updated this podcast, and in fact, I have not even thought about making an episode in over a year. The last time I posted an episode was July of 2022, that is over a year ago, which is absolutely insane, and there's a lot of reasons why. I kind of left this podcast alone for a very long time and kind of forgot about it, is number one, at the time I was a nursing student and I was really busy and not too long after I thought about uploading more episodes, I had to go back to school and finish my senior year. And throughout my senior year, I was so busy. If you're a nursing student, you know just how much you do in your senior year and I had no time to do any episodes or record or upload anything. So it's been quite a while, obviously, but I was just reminded about my podcast from my friend Alyssa, who actually found one of my old episodes and told me, you know what, Jen, you really need to try to do this again because I really liked the episode. And the last episode I recorded was actually my test Spider-Man No Way Home review. It was a test episode. It wasn't even like a real like podcast episode. I just kind of uploaded it to test how it would work out. And it's kind of insane how it's been that long. And I really like how they told me you need to get back onto this because I'm like, you know what? You're completely right. Like I really love to talk about the topics I love and just you know, express my feelings in this format. It's just been so long, and I'm happy to say that, at least for now, I hope, I know I'm just saying things, and I have no idea what the next few weeks to months are going to be like for me, but I really hope that this is going to become a regular thing for me. So I am very excited to say that, yeah, I guess I'm back. I hope I'm going to be uploading regularly. I really hope so. And I say that now and who knows what the hell's going to happen, but whatever. I'm back. And I think today's episode is probably not going to be too long. I just want to talk about something that I recently got into that I've really been enjoying and I want to kind of express my feelings about it since it's something that a lot of people like and I feel like it would be a very easy topic to start off this podcast with because why not? And this topic is actually Harry Potter. Um, For one thing, I actually never read the Harry Potter books or really seen any of the movies before um, recently. Obviously, everyone in the world knows what Harry Potter is. It's a book series and a film series, and I feel like everyone and their mom has at least read some of the books or watched the films. I just never wanted to. For some reason, I had no interest, and I never thought I would ever even touch the series. I just, like, had no interest whatsoever. And then, of course, uh, recently, my brother actually also, who had not seen any of the films or read any of the books, he watched all eight films, like, straight f- straight through, excuse me, and he's like, you know, Jen, you should watch these. I was able to get through all eight of them. I feel like you should really try it. I liked it a lot. And I'm thinking to myself, like, do I really want to get into this again? Because I thought I'd never get into Harry Potter. I'm already into so many you know, film and television television series and, like, another one like this, and I've just never really thought of it. But since my brother watched them, I was thinking to myself, you know what? 
maybe I'll try them. I'll give them a go. I mean, why not? I definitely didn't want to read the books, though, because the books I've heard are very long, and I just have no time to read those. I'm already in the middle of reading so many other books. So I was just like, I'll watch the movies. And I did it. I did a whole eight-movie marathon over about a week. And I do have to say, I really liked it. <laughs> I liked it enough where I'm talking about it right now. Um, obviously, I really enjoyed the acting, surprisingly. Um, obviously, if you know the uh, the earlier movies, the child actors, you know, they were a bit stiff with their acting, I'll be completely honest, but obviously as the movies went on, they got a lot better, especially Daniel Radcliffe, who plays Harry Potter, really improved, and Emma Watson as well. Um, yeah, like, I really enjoyed the magic as well and the fantasy elements. I'm already, like, a really big fan of, like, the fantasy genre, so I was thinking to myself, why haven't I gotten into this sooner? Like, I love fantasy stuff, and this is all fantasy, so I really like the magic. I love the plot line about how, like, Harry is the boy who lived, and... Um, the whole plotline about Voldemort and how he ties into Harry. I thought that was very interesting, and I love how the films progressively got darker. I really enjoyed that. I love the character dynamics between Harry, Ron, Hermione. I thought that was, like, really well done. Um, and, yeah, like, especially towards the end, like, Deathly Hollows, that stuff was very good. Obviously, at the beginning, it starts off very, like, child-friendly, very colorful. Obviously, that's, like, how it starts off in the books. But, uh, and, like, as the films progress, it gets darker and darker, which I really enjoyed. And I kind of expected it, but at the same time, like, wow. If you compare, like, um, The Sorcerer's Stone to Deathly Hallows Part 2, it's kind of insane how different those movies are. So, I'm really happy. I now really like it, and... I can talk to people about it, and it's just another topic to talk about since I feel like everyone at least knows something about Harry Potter. Also, I did have a bit of reluctance about the series because of the author of the books, J.K. Rowling. If you know, yeah, she's a turf. I don't like that at all. I think she's a horrible human being, and because of that, I definitely did some did have some apprehension going into this, but she's not the only person involved with the series. I get it. She's making money off of this, which kind of sucks, but there's so many more talented people in this series, and I've, I want to support that. Uh, especially the actors, you know, the people who made the movies, and a lot of fans, they're not really involved with JK. So I feel like it's okay for me and everyone else to still like the series. You can't like every single aspect of it. That's impossible. And yes, JK Rowling is a big part of the franchise, but she isn't the sole person that's involved with everything. So I think it's okay for me to still like this. I know I, I don't like her at all. I don't. She, I think she's a horrible person, but that, that, that can't prevent me from liking Harry Potter. I'll just say that. Um... So that was definitely a reason why it did probably take me longer to get into it, but I'm happy I did. I really think that it's a very well done series. I do like some other stuff better. I know a lot of people compare Harry Potter to Lord of the Rings because both of the original movies came out around the same time, and yes, I still like Lord of the Rings better. Obviously, 
there's three movies versus eight. It's hard to compare that. They're kind of different genres as well, but I just think you can't compare it to the Lord of the Rings movies. Those movies are fantastic, and they adapted the books so well. The thing is, I've read Tolkien's books, and I have not read any of the Harry Potter books, so I really wasn't able to judge the movies based on how accurate they were to the books, which I'll get to a little bit later. I had no knowledge of the books, so I was literally just watching the movies as movies, and I enjoyed all of them. There was not one movie that I disliked. I will admit nothing. Um, I did find some things maybe a bit cringy, because I know the movies were made in the early 2000s, so yes, maybe there is some of that, but most of it was like very well done. Also, like the visual effects for the time, I think besides the first film, they got so much better, and I couldn't believe that these films were made in like 2002, 2004. Like, the visual effects mostly really hold up, which really, which surprised me a ton. And the actors, oh my gosh, especially the adult actors. They had so many famous faces that I totally forgot were in the Harry Potter series. Or I didn't know in the first place. Like, I forgot that um, Robert Pattinson is in the series. I mean, he's only in one film. And, the, the spoiler, the character dies. But I didn't know he was in there. I didn't know that David Tennant was in Harry Potter. Also, he's in that same movie, the only movie he's in. But I was a huge Doctor Who fan, and I love David Tennant, and I love... A lot of his work I've been following him. I've also been watching him on this show called Good Omens. Please watch it. It is on Amazon Prime. You will not be disappointed. Anyway, I'm going off on a tangent. But I had no idea that David Tennant was in the Harry Potter movies. I didn't know that. Um, uh, I think there's another actor I can't uh, pinpoint right now, but I didn't know he was in... Oh, yeah, Brendan Gleeson. He's also in a few of the movies. I didn't know he was in the Harry Potter films. Like... You're, you get what I'm trying to say. There are so many actors in these films that I did not know were associated with Harry Potter, which is so funny because I feel like now a lot of people associate them with those films, like, in the first place, which I find very hilarious how I'm, I don't have that connection. But yes, the acting, especially by the adult actors, is excellent. Specifically, Alan Rickman. If you know about these films, his character of Snape is so central to the plot, and you don't realize it at first, but he does such an excellent job portraying this character. I could not believe it, and I've heard talk about this. Especially, I remember around when Alan died, there was a lot of discussion about his portrayal of Snape, and I just really didn't get it. I, I kept hearing things like oh he's so good in these films he like steals the show and I just didn't get it until I watched it I'm like oh my god they're right he was so so good oh my gosh but as I was saying yes the actors are like so prestige and they really make made the experience for me like that much better yes the child actors were good like they got better but I think the adult actors really are what make this series very, very good. So basically, where I'm going with this, I'm actually going to give my ranking of all eight Harry Potter films. And this was a bit of a hard list because, like I said earlier, there are no films that I dislike. I actually really liked all of them, some more than others, obviously. But just, like, 
there was nothing really bad about them. I think they were very well made for, especially for an eight film series. That's very hard to do. And not many filmmakers can pull that off. So what I'm going to do now pretty quickly is give my ranking of the films. And I actually made a ranking on this website called Letterboxd. I don't know if you've heard of it. It's basically a film ranking website where you could give your review and rating on movies. And a lot of people use it for fun. Like they give like pretty like silly reviews, which I love looking at. I actually mostly give like serious reviews on movies. That's just how I am. But it's a pretty fun app to use, especially if you watch a ton of movies. You can kind of log how many movies you've seen over like the past year. It's like it's it's pretty interesting and you can make a ton of film lists and I did that with the Harry Potter films and I ranked all of them so I'm gonna give my ranking and a little reason why I put the film in this spot. I hope I don't go into too much detail because that's gonna take forever and there's probably a lot from these movies I forget because I did watch all eight of them within the span of a week and you know when you binge stuff like that it's all kind of it's going to smush together and it's going to be hard to remember a lot of details. I'm not like a huge fan of Harry Potter right now, so I don't really remember everything, but I'm going to try my best to tell you why I put a film in a certain spot. So let's start this off. So coming in in last place, and it doesn't mean that I hate this movie, this movie's actually very good, is Harry Potter and the Order of the Phoenix. And the reason why I put this in last place is because I feel like it kind of gave me the least impact in terms of what was going on in the movie. There was a lot of talking, a lot of like, I guess you'd call it like politics in the world. And yes, I guess it's important for the plot, the progressing plot. This movie takes place after a huge event happens. Basically, Voldemort has come back to life and Harry is trying to deal with the repercussions of this and the fact that the Ministry of Magic, who is kind of like the central governing force of like organization of like the wizarding people and they don't believe that Voldemort has come back. They think that Harry is lying and that this guy Cedric who died, who Harry is like, oh my god, Voldemort killed Cedric. They don't believe him. So a lot of the movie is Harry just trying to convince people that Voldemort is alive and they don't believe him. And I was like, "Eh, it's kind of getting a little old and it's really dumb how the ministry can't believe this like there's been crazy shit happening and you haven't seen any of it like oh my god like are you dumb and then there's this character named Dolores Umbridge who is also a member of the Ministry of Magic and then she becomes one of the head professors at Hogwarts and oh my god I hate that bitch so much if you know you know you hate Umbridge so much she basically is like an ultra mean professor and she hates everything she hates fun she hates people doing whatever they want she keeps like putting in strict rules you will hate her ass so much because I definitely did and I hated her so much that it actually got on my nerves I get it was part of the plot but I'm like could she like die please or could she just like leave I wouldn't mind if she gets killed off because she is annoying the hell out of me out of just how mean she is to people it is horrible so basically most of this film is just Harry trying to deal with her and trying to deal with the Ministry of Magic and there's definitely a lot that goes on with that there's definitely some interesting stuff that happens but I feel like it's not really until the end of the movie where all the shit goes down um where Harry and some friends break into the ministry and then um Dumbledore and Voldemort have their duel that was really well done that's actually one of the best scenes in the whole franchise that's 
see, like, like I said, this movie is not bad. There's still a lot of good parts of it, but because a lot of it is just kind of like Harry having to deal with this stupid organization and the horrible character that is Umbridge, it's probably my least favorite, and I just didn't have as much of a connection to it. So that's why Order of the Phoenix isn't last. I'm sorry if that upset you. That's just my opinion. So coming in next is Harry Potter and the Chamber of Secrets. And basically, this is the second movie of the series. So I actually really enjoy this as well. It's one of the other colorful movies, and it definitely does get darker. But I feel like also with this film, it didn't really, like capture me in a way that the other films in this list did like there was still a lot of interesting stuff that happened but it just really didn't like hit me in the same way there's this whole plot line where like there's this chamber of secrets that like uh the head of slytherin made like a lot like hundreds of years ago and there's like special stuff in it and like harry has some sort of connection with it and a lot of the school is getting like i don't know like ruined by it or whatever and like see I can't even describe it that well because I don't even remember the plot that well and I know there's like this character named Tom Riddle who's actually Voldemort and then Harry actually destroys like this basilisk and the book for the first time if you know what I'm talking about you know what I'm talking about like it's still a really good movie it's very similar to the first one because it has the same direction it's still really colorful but like I said um it just didn't really hit me that much I feel like I do like it better than order that Order of the Phoenix because it has the vibe of the original film and I actually very much enjoyed that. There was a lot of like pretty good character moments. Uh, so yeah, I, I liked Chamber of Secrets a lot, but you know, it's fine. That's why it's in like seventh place. Uh, I don't even have a lot to say about it because to be honest, that's like probably the most forgettable film. It's kind of funny even though Order of the Phoenix isn't last. Go figure. Anyway, the next film on my list is Harry Potter and the Half-Blood Prince. This film I know a lot of people like because a lot of like crazy stuff happens. Spoiler, like Dumbledore dies in this, but this doesn't happen until the end. And a lot of the film is literally just Draco. He, th- he has this plot to kill Dumbledore and a lot of the movie is him trying to kill him and then Harry gets a little like suspicious and stuff. Um, but like I said, there's a lot of good like character moments in this of, like, Harry, like, discovering his connection to Voldemort. This is the movie where he discovers what Horcruxes are, and if you don't know what a Horcrux is, basically, when Voldemort died initially, he split his soul into different parts, and the parts inhabit objects and stuff. So this is the first film where Harry discovers that, and there's a lot of connection with Harry and Dumbledore. They have a lot of, like, very important moments, obviously, before Dumbledore's death. But I did like this more, especially, oh, the cinematography in this film was beautiful. It had, like, this golden tone to it. I can't describe it, but it really helped make the film very unique among all of them. And I really like the ending of this movie and just how sad it is and somber, especially for these films going forward because they just kept progressively getting darker. Like, this film especially got real dark. Like, Goblet of Fire and Order of the Phoenix, you started to see it, but this film went full-blown dark. Like, I was like, wow, that's kind of crazy. So I definitely like this film a lot. Um, Like I said, it's kind of like the plot line of Draco trying to kill Dumbledore just really didn't do a lot for me, but it was definitely interesting because of the implications it had for the next two movies, definitely. 
Um, then the next movie on this list is Deathly Hollows Part 1. And this is a controversial movie because a lot of people don't like how they split the last book into two. And I feel like they kind of had to because th there's so much content, it would be impossible to streamline it into one movie. And by the way, this is, I think, the first film franchise that did the whole, like, splitting the last movie or book in two. Like, obviously, like, Twilight and the Hunger Games did it. I th Harry Potter was the first one to do it. So, there goes that. Um, I feel like a lot of people don't like this film because the whole film takes place out of outside of Hogwarts. And I feel like Hogwarts definitely... Uh, provides itself to a lot of the magic in the series and the wonder and seeing like Harry, Ron, Hermione just kind of like going in the human world. A lot of people just didn't like that. They're kind of just like running around the whole film and I get that but my god the character moments in this film are really well done. The trio, you really get to know them very very well. Like their internal struggles, their relationships with each other. There's just a lot of that and I really enjoy that. It's a very mature film actually. Just because it's really a character study of the three of them and you've gotten to know them throughout the past like seven films or six films and you're really starting to see them become adults in this and I really really enjoyed this. Obviously yes I will admit because they're kind of like running around the whole film it becomes a bit messy especially towards the middle of the film I'm like like where are they like what day is it like it feels like it's all like over the place but I feel like they kind of had to do this and I mean it happens in the book probably and there was no way for them to make this into one film and the fact that the, the part one it just feels like the prequel type thing that like the prequel before like the big finale yes it does suffer from that but I feel like it does stuff really well in terms of the characters and I just really like that I, I, I enjoyed it a lot um, and that's all I can say I know that probably is going to upset some people because they don't like what this movie is about and everything I'm like yeah I really enjoyed it I really did I love how it built up the finale very much so um the next film is the first Harry Potter film Harry Potter and the Philosopher's Philosophers or so Sorcerer's Stone oh my god that's a mouthful it's interesting because I was so confused as to why this film has two titles I'm like what do I call it do I call it Philosopher's Stone or Sorcerer's Stone and I looked up why and apparently there was like a copyright issue or something in the United States where like they couldn't use the name Philosophers. It's kind of stupid, but I really like this film. It reminded me a lot of like, like old, like children's 80s and 90s films. And I was like, why is it reminding me so much of that? The film is directed by the guy that made Home Alone. I'm like, oh my God, that makes so much sense because it has that vibe. Um, and it makes sense why that this guy is directing this film because he knows how to work with kids and it really shows. Obviously, it's a great introduction into the world of Harry Potter. There's just so much like they did such a great job in trying to describe this of like showing you like the difference between the muggle world and the wizarding world and just how everything operates and how like Harry is a fish out of water. They did that very very well the kids are so cute in this film it's a great introduction to hogwarts and yes maybe the plot about like the sorcerer's stone like definitely comes in late i'm like the film is titled the sorcerer's stone and you're not discussing it until like the like past the half of the movie like towards like the third like the last third of it i'm like 
okay. But other than that, like, it's a very well-done film, and it's definitely a film I want to go back to again because they did such a great job showing the world of, like, the wizards and witches and Hogwarts. I think that was just, like, very well done. Uh, next film in this list is Harry Potter and the Goblet of Fire. And some of you who are Harry Potter fans who are listening to this are probably, like, it's third in your list? That's crazy, because this film apparently is very divisive because it left out a lot of the big stuff from the book. But as I said before, I never read any of the books before watching these movies, so I don't know what happens in the book. And I judge this film as a film, and it's such a great film, and it's a really great film, in my opinion, because it's all action-packed. Literally, almost the whole film is the Tri-Wizard Tournament, and they have all these different activities and games going on. It was just so engaging. Very engaging. And I really liked that. And I also loved, like, the teen angst aspect of this film, which was really funny, where they're all becoming teenagers and they're trying to fall in love. I really enjoyed that. That was so funny. Um, But like I said, I really enjoyed the action in this film. And this film has the best scene, in my opinion, in the whole film series. It's literally the last part of the film where Harry Potter comes into contact with Voldemort for the first time and he gets resurrected. That scene is incredible. It still gives me chills when I think about it. That was so well done. Like, up to this point, these movies have been pretty lighthearted, mostly, until you get to this part and Cedric dies, and then Harry comes into contact with Voldemort, and they have their first, like, wand duel, and then Harry comes back with Cedric's dead body, and I will never forget the scene where, like, the band is playing because they think that Harry won the tournament or whatever, and then Cedric's dad comes, like, running down from the stands, and you just hear him crying, and that acting, I feel like, is probably the best of the whole series. That scene is insane. Like, the juxtaposition of, like, everyone celebrating and then, like, Harry and then Cedric's dad just, like, lying over his dead body screaming, crying. That was so well done. I think that's why this film, for me, that, that like, puts it over the top. And I understand that, yes, there's probably parts of the book that are missing that a lot of the book fans are dis- were disappointed about, and I get that, but that's just not me. I d- haven't read the book, so I can't say anything about that. I just really liked how entertaining this movie was. And there's that. That's my defense of putting Goblet of Fire this high. Okay, um, in second place is Harry Potter and the Deathly Hollows Part 2. And man, this film was insane. Just the amount of payoff was so amazing. It felt so great to see a lot of these character arcs finish up. And, of course, Voldemort being destroyed, seeing Neville uh, kill the snake. Just so many things, and, like, Harry, like finally getting himself away from Voldemort and proving himself. Just, there's so many moments in this movie that are just so, like, clap-worthy, and it makes sense. It's, like, the final film of the series, the film, the the final film of the film series, oh my gosh, and it's been going on for 10 years, and you get to see all these, like, payoffs and stuff, and of course, it's just, like, so entertaining. The, like, the fight sequences when, like, Hogwarts is under attack from the Death Eaters was amazing to see. It was like a whole out wizard war. That was really, really cool. And I just think seeing this in the theater, especially if you have seen all the movies and then just seeing this, must have been so crazy. I wish I was there because it was probably insane. So just because of how it wrapped up the series so well, 
it puts it in second place for me. I really, really enjoyed this. And in first place is Harry Potter and the Prisoner of Azkaban. And this is also a popular one with fans in terms of this movie being their favorite. I just think this film was the best directed. And it was directed by Alfonso Cuaron. And if you know him, he makes excellent films. I love his stuff. And I knew it was him directing. I could tell. And it's just... First, I, I can't even describe why this film was my favorite because, like, I don't know. There's just something about it that, especially after the first two films and the tone switch up, I feel like it just made so much sense. I first of all, I love Sirius Black. Like, I think he's my favorite Harry Potter character. I mean, he's not even in a lot of this film. I just really liked him. I loved, um, like Harry's character interactions with this. I love Professor Lupin. I love how he was like a father figure for Harry. I love the hippogriff. If you know what I'm talking about, one of my favorite characters, Buckbeak. That was incredible. Um, I feel like this is not, like, proving why it's my favorite film. I think it's just, like, the way that they, like, expressed things was just so well done. And I feel like I wish that the other films had this, like, charm to it. Like, if you know what I'm talking about, like, you'll know if you've seen the film. Because it's kind of hard to explain in words. But I just feel like it's the best film. It's definitely the best film. The dialogue, how the scenes are shot, just, like, the pacing. It's so well done. And that is why Prisoner of Azkaban is my favorite Harry Potter film. And that's my ranking, y'all. Like... I don't know if this is a good ranking or not, but it's my opinion. So there goes that. <laughs> oh my goodness. But yeah, that is kind of probably going to be my wrap up of talking about Harry Potter. I really like it now. I mean, I'm not like a full-fledged like diehard fan, but I feel like I'm really happy that I finally watched the movies. I'm happy that I kind of know what everyone else now knows. And I can talk to people about it. I can understand the memes now. And I appreciate it. It's such an iconic franchise. And there's a reason why it's still like really popular to this day. And I did hear that they're rebooting it. Of course they are. And they're making it into a TV series. Why? Because I guess Warner Bros. needs more money. Uh, greedy people. But what am I going to do about that? Obviously, they can't remake those movies. Um, they're just really well done for what they are, and they just can't redo that. It's impossible. Um, I would love to see, like, like spin-off movies. Like, I really want to know about the Marauders. Um, basically, it includes Harry's dad, uh, Lupin, um, Sirius Black, and I think, like, some other character. I think it was Wormtail, right? And I'd love to see a spinoff of that. That was something that they didn't really explore a lot, and I'd love to see more of. I'd love to see, like, a spinoff of, like, the founders of Hogwarts. That would be really cool. Like, I don't know why they're not doing that, and it's pretty upsetting. Obviously, I know they've done the Fantastic Beast movie, which I'm still debating whether I should watch those movies or not, because I've heard mixed things. But yes, it is a continuation of the Wizarding World series, so I guess I kind of have to watch it. But obviously, those movies are not going to be as good as the original Harry Potter ones. There's no way. But yeah, I probably don't like the way that they're headed with this franchise, but I can't control that. I just love the Harry Potter stuff, and I think it's it was really well done, and I'm so happy that I finally watched the movies. And that kind of wraps up um, my Harry Potter speech or conversation or whatever you want to call it. 
And I'm going to finish up this episode with a new segment that I'm probably going to include in most, if not all, of my episodes, and that is a media recommendation. And this media recommendation can be a movie, TV show, book, song, anything. And this week, my media represent. Oh my god, I can't talk. My media choice is going to be a TV show that I already talked about a little bit earlier with someone called David Tennant. And that show is Good Omens. And the second season just came out a few weeks ago on um, Amazon Prime. And my God, guys, you have to watch this. It is absolutely hilarious. And I love it so, so much. My friend first told me about it a few weeks ago, a few months ago, actually, at this point, And she's like, listen, like, you have to watch this show. I know you love David Tennant. And I just think that, like, it's just so well made. Apparently, it's based on a book, and now I really want to read the book. So the show is basically about a demon and an angel, and they're basically represent representatives of heaven and hell, and they live on Earth. And basically, the first season is about the Antichrist is born, and he's going to ca- cause Armageddon, and the angel and devil have to work together to stop Armageddon, and it is so funny. It is hilarious. It's basically kind of like a spoof of the Bible, so if you know the Bible well, you'll see a lot of, like, funny things that they play on, and it's just, like, I keep saying it's just so well done. It's hilarious. Um, Michael Sheen plays the angel named Aziraphale, and then David Tennant plays the demon named Crowley. They're basically gay for each other. It's incredible, especially in the second season. I'm not going to spoil too much, but their characters are <laughs> so good. Oh my goodness. Their their interactions and their relationship with each other is just so good. <laughs> it's so well done. It's hilarious. It's so sweet as well. And my god, I can't get enough of it. I just finished the, se- the second season. I hope they make a third season. I swear to god. I know the creator wants to make the third season. He's talked about it. The, just Amazon Prime needs to let it happen. Do you hear that? You hear that, Jeff Bezos? Make season three of Good Omens happen. Otherwise, I'm gonna be real mad. So basically, that is my media pick for this week. Um, I hope you go and watch Good Omens. And then next time, I don't even know what I'm going to talk about. I'll probably find something interesting. I don't know. I always do. So I'm just like really happy to finally be posting more podcast episodes. And it's just going to give me something else to do. And I'll probably even have some guests on in the future. I'll find some of my friends and we could talk about certain things together. And I am really, really excited about that. So that about does it. I hope you enjoyed this episode. You can follow me on my socials, which will be posted in the description of this podcast, probably, hopefully. If they're not, you'll see. (laughs) But I hope you enjoyed. Please give this podcast a follow on all platforms, on Spotify, and I believe this might be going up on Audacity. Not Audacity. Oh, my God. That's our audio recording program my god it's definitely gonna be up on spotify that's all i'm gonna say it's gonna be up on spotify my god i think i'm just really tired and delirious listen i've had a long weekend it's sunday when i'm recording this and i'm so tired but anyway i hope you enjoyed and i will see you guys in the next episode so long